Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Holly. I'm your co-host, Melody. Happy National Cut the Cord Day. Happy National Bagel and Locks Day. Happy National Pizza Day. Happy National Toothache Day. All right, you might be wondering what we're talking about. Today, we're going to be talking about how to interject some holiday fun into your homeschool year-round. And today is all these special days that we just mentioned. So before we get into all the holiday fun, Melody, what have you been up to lately? Well, it's been a busy time because we had some, our teaching moved to virtual teaching online. And we, um, in our small community, have been able to meet in person. But we had some people who were sick and we all had to socially distance. And so we moved everything online. And that takes a whole lot more preparation than just in-person, face-to-face teaching. Um, So it's been a lot of screen time, and that's wearisome. How about you? Well, um, we had uh, COVID visit our house, unfortunately. My older son that lives with us, and he's an essential worker in the grocery um, business, he was sick. And so fortunately, none of the rest of us have gotten sick. But I spent a lot of time taking care of him and uh, trying to keep up with homeschooling and then, you know, doing my regular work and trying to make sure I'm getting regular exercise. So my Christmas tree is still up in my living room. <laughs> is it? You're not alone. As I was driving down the road to the grocery store, I could see some Christmas trees with their lights on. It was really festive and cheerful. But I thought, well, this is the year. Yeah. Uh, my uh, eight-year-old is pushing for me to keep it up and turn it into a Valentine tree, and I'm just—I don't want to do that. I—I I really, I really hope I have that tree down before uh, too much longer. That is a fun idea, though, and I have seen several people decide to leave theirs up all year and just change it out with the holidays. Um, yeah, I mean, that's but not funny. for me. There's no room. <laughs> right, that's fun in some settings. Our, um, our community library did that for a long time they just left the tree up and they changed it um for every month and it was fun to go and see that but I don't want that in my home so I'm not planning to do that but um yeah we're just really thankful my son uh has made a full recovery he's back to work and last night he felt so well that he brought out his VR headset and we uh played VR gaming all night um And so it's nice to get back to normal and it's nice to feel the pressure of, you know, got to get these regular things done after getting through kind of a scary um, time. Yes, I'm so So, glad he's doing better. I know it's really hard on people. Yeah, it was very stressful when he when he finally got up and he was able to walk around and feel more like himself. I really I just shed tears of joy. So I was so relieved. There's a lot of joy in this month. We're going to talk about how much fun you can have celebrating big and little holidays and making it um, a part of your homeschooling. Well, February is a fun month because there are so many holidays. And I mean, automatically we think of Valentine's, but there's also President's Day and Mardi Gras and Lunar New Year. That's right. What else? Black History Month. That's Mm -hmm. a very important celebration. We also have... Oh, Super Bowl Sunday is coming up. So if you like football, um, that's going to be a fun celebration. And I think that's probably the the main bunch. Um, well, and we right. love to celebrate all kinds of stuff in my family. What about you all? 
Oh, we're the same. We would always find most of the time I like to use holidays and connect them to history or the reason that we celebrate that holiday and always explain why we have the traditions that we do, where they came from and why we celebrate the way that we do. And so, you know, there's always that. And then, of course, with Mardi Gras and then starting of Lent, um, Mm -hmm. we always went into that. But there are a lot more extra holidays I had no idea about that I began. We used to get a magazine that would have a calendar and it would tell you what the, the fun holidays were that month. So every time, every now and then, we would look into one of those things. And like you say, you know, just look into the history. If it's um, tartar sauce day, we <laughs> make tartar sauce and have fish or something like that just to do some fun things, a little out of the yeah. ordinary. Oh, yeah. Um, so last year um, we did a lot of fun things for Lunar New Year. We um, One of my friends has a little girl who is um, a quarter Japanese. So their family always celebrates Lunar New Year. A lot of people think about it as Chinese New Year, but it's throughout all of Asia. So um, what we did is we watched some um, dances. We watched some dragon dances. We listened to Asian music. We, uh, my son, I made my son a dragon hat, uh, which he still has in his room. So it'd be really fun to see if it fits him. And um, we we make Asian food. We learn about the Asian zodiac, um, you know, and it's it's just really fun. And when my other five kids were little, I would make little placemats and they would have um, their whatever their animal was, like if they were a rat or a dragon or whatever. And, you know, it just injected a lot of fun into our homeschooling, but they learned a lot along the way. And it's just the same thing with any of the other holidays. You know, this uh, Black History Month, we we already did learn about Martin Luther King Jr., um, you know, on his birthday. But mm-hmm. we have an opportunity to learn a lot more about the contributions that Black Americans have made to our country. And I think that sometimes we get so bogged down in our curriculum that we don't realize that we can do a lot of teaching and our kids can do a lot of learning by utilizing all of these celebrations. Oh, I agree. Because that way, in addition to, we get into a routine of, you know, English, math, writing, all those things that the basics that we know we really need to do. And then it's easy to get a little bit of tunnel vision trying to get through your curriculum that we forget that there are some fun extras we can do. I know we did a lot of unit studies, so sometimes these kind of national day of these themed holidays, we would use those as jumping off places for a deep dive, a little quick deep dive into some area that we hadn't looked into before, something extra. It just made it a little bit more pleasant and it helped us to avoid getting stuck in the mud. Yes. And I think a lot of times after all the fun of the holidays and you get back into school and you've just reestablished a routine, it starts to feel kind of like a slog. So it's really nice to pop up a fun event. When my other children were young, uh, well, actually, it went all the way. We still do it even for the adults in the house. But uh, we always I always got them um, oh, cherry pies for President's Day. Uh, we know that George Washington probably didn't chop down a cherry tree. But it's really fun to celebrate his birthday and President's Day by having cherry pies. Right. Um, so, yeah, I still bought them even when my kids were into high school. and. It's just a fun thing to do, and it makes you 
maybe more interested in history. You know, when, when I did it last year, my um, son, Liam, who was seven, he wanted to know a little bit about George Washington. And so we, we actually had George Washington as uh, one of our books we were reading. And so it was really fun to be able to take that interest and run with it, um, learn about some of the presidents or look at their pictures. They, we just did that for the inauguration, look at the pictures of the presidents. And oh my goodness, the comments that Liam was making were hilarious. Oh, but so I never thought about cherry pies. That's a good idea. But we would get out the Lincoln Logs and the, the centerpiece oh. that week would be a Lincoln Log cabin. And we would pull out pennies and nickels and look at George Washington and Lincoln. Oh, Same thing. fun. I am <laughs> going to use some of those ideas. That would be fun. What other things did you do in February? What other holidays? Um, um, well, Valentine's Day. So I. Yeah, that's a big one. I love Valentine's Day, and I would um, I would create handmade cards for my kids, and I would make a little centerpiece, um, you know, where they sat. They had assigned seating at the the table, and so when they got up on uh, the morning of Valentine's Day, their placemat was a, a Valentine theme, and they had like a little heart box of candy and a little bag with some other stuff, and they had a handmade card. And I probably I had a centerpiece. I would decorate. I would put up balloons, and I had uh, those little you know streamers that say like Happy Valentine's Day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I go all out for every holiday. It's um, fun. Yeah, it's super fun. And you know, um, one of the things that I started doing last year is um, putting a heart, like um, cutting hearts out of um, construction paper and making them look like the candy conversation hearts. And putting them on everybody's door in our house. Um, so I start doing that at the beginning of February. I'll cut out, I, I sit down and cut out all the hearts and put the things on them. And then every day uh, from February 1st till Valentine's Day, I add another heart to their door. I think that is so much fun. That We do have a, in our back closet, we do have a drawer or two that has like seasonal decorations. And so we pull out the things with hearts every year, but... I like your conversation hearts idea. That's really fun. It, and it the is, kids can participate in that too. Exactly. What we're going to do. So this weekend, we're going to sit down. We are trying to do something on Sunday called Screen Free Sunday, where we don't do screens during the whole day. And so I'm trying to plan activities to keep us busy. So we're going to do the hearts and we're going to put some, um, I think we're going to put some in an envelope and mail them to different people like um the children's ministry team at church or uh, Liam's grandparents or, you know, just other people, or we might even sneak over to um, his children's ministry uh, teacher and, and, you know, put some on her door. I don't know. Um, I don't want to take the paint off of anybody's door. So I'm a little, I'm a little trepidatious about that, but um, yeah. And, and the nice thing about using some of these holidays is to help your kids get focused on other people, mm-hmm. not just themselves. So um, when holidays come up, you know, we're we're making things and we're thinking of how we can share our joy with other people with our holiday celebrations. Well, I think Valentine's is a perfect time to do that because we used to write little notes to the grandparents and mail them off. So it was kind of that incorporate Aww, letter sweet. writing and how do you address an envelope and all that stuff. And the grandmas were always big on Valentine's as well. So there was an exchange and Mm -hmm. uh, just another way. And also kind of that whole practical outreach of this is we're learning how to write letters and how to address envelopes. Let's actually do that and send out something that 
someone's going to respond to. And like you said, think about others. Also, it was a way to include them in what we were doing. Yes. And it's much more valuable to a child to actually do a real activity than to do a workbook page. So writing a fake address on a fake page in your, that's (laughs) just to me. No, I don't know. A real letter. (laughs) Yes. Do a real letter. And then, you know, a lot of times they get a letter back. And so that's really fun for them to realize that, you know, when they put forth an effort, it can be reciprocated. Not that you do it for that reason, but, you know, it's just fun to get things back and forth. Liam and his uh, grandmother have been sending little things back and forth. And the joy he has on his face when uh, we say, hey, you have you have some mail. It's just delightful. And I know that his grandmother feels the same way. So that's Valentine's Day. We've covered um, President's Day. Now, Super Bowl Sunday, um, a lot of people maybe are not sports fans, and I'm really not into football, but I'm really into Super Bowl Sunday. Do you all do anything for that? Because I love doing stuff for Super Bowl Sunday. It depends on, it just depends. Some years we've gotten together with the family, um, but we're not really big. We'll probably make all kind of goodies to snack on and watch the game. But um, I know you lay out a lovely table and have all kinds <laughs> of goodies because I've seen the pictures. What's yeah. your plan? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm refining my menu right now um, so I can decide what, you know, what the snacks are and what the main the mains are. And then um, there's always a dessert. And I have uh, football-shaped bowls and I have... Um, uh, football I bought some they're banks they're little like savings banks for kids so they're football shaped I put those out I have all kinds of stuff and I'm so frugal so a lot of the stuff that people buy you know at the dollar store to use for decorations they just put them up and throw them away but I save them all in oh. little little boxes and I bring them out so my decorations um, have had a long lifespan and it's really fun to see them year after year that's true. We did the same thing. They come back out every year. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, with football or other sports, you can bring in um, statistics and you can bring in, uh, you know, like the odds. People always put odds mm-hmm. on who's going to win. So there are some educational aspects to uh, using sports celebrations in your homeschooling, in addition to having some great snacks and watching some funny commercials. Right. Well, just think about, especially when your children are um, uh, helping to prepare the foods or just anytime you have a kind of a family gathering or anything that has some food involved, you can include the kids. They're learning Mm -hmm. all those cooking skills, fractions and counting and measuring and all of that. And then um, watching the game, you know, you can learn to count by sevens and sixes and add one and just a little bit of math. Right. Do all kinds of things. Or again, we were always big on history. My husband is a huge history buff. Mm-hmm. So he was always learning the, the history of the teams or sometimes it was just geography. Where are they from? Where's this? How far away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, you know how homeschool and families do. There's something educational in everything we do. It, the funny thing uh, that you should bring that up. So I was texting with my middle daughter earlier. And she said she had told someone that when um, she was a kid, you know, with homeschooling, we never took a break. And I thought, what do you mean by that? (laughs) And then she said, well, you know, everything was a learning experience. If you went to the grocery store, if you went to buy clothes, if you and I said, yeah, because 
as we always say, it's a learning lifestyle. And homeschooling parents are very intentional about, hey, everything we do, um, you know, we need to make sure that we are helping our kids to use this as a learning experience. So um, probably homeschool kids get kind of tired of that. And, you know, we've talked about not overdoing it. But in the context of having fun, you know, watching a football game, there's a lot of other educational things that go into it. And sometimes, you know, we might not appreciate that. Like, I'm not really big into NASCAR, but there sure is a lot of math uh, that gets involved in there. And if you have a kid that's got an interest in something like that, you can capitalize on it and turn it into a some kind of a celebration and, and bring out more schooling. Right. Well, for so, me, it was just like real learning in the real world. It was practical. Mm-hmm. It was hands-on. It wasn't a stretch to make it work. It was just another aspect of whatever we were learning about or whatever activity we're doing. Right. And so it just kind of flowed, but um, yeah, I don't mind learning all the time. <laughs> no, I don't either. It just, it's just more fun. Another thing we have in February is Mardi Gras. Now, when I was a kid growing up, I was introduced to Mardi Gras because I took French in school. I started taking French in fourth grade. So um, I don't know if a lot of people realize that the whole reason we have Mardi Gras is because of the French influence in our culture. And it's certainly um, a little bit different in France than it is here. But it's very fun to um, to discuss with your kids, like, what does Mardi Gras mean? Which just means Fat Tuesday. And why mm-hmm. would they say that? You know, there's a lot to learn about why we celebrate it. And then, you know, and have fun with that. This month, I don't know. I'm going to have so many decorations going up and down. It's going to be hard <laughs> to keep up. Because right. we've... We've got, um, looking at February, we have Valentine's Day, and then the next day is President's Day, and the next day is Mardi Gras. So Right. And well, and then, of course, right after Mardi Gras, we have Ash Wednesday for some of us. That's right. a big part of our church celebrations. So just learning what's coming, why we're doing all of these things, I think, is the main thing. But I hadn't sure. thought about the decorations flying up and down and in and out. of. <laughs> right. And, and to go back to Mardi Gras for just a minute. Um, you know, some countries call it carnival or carnival. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's it's a world. There are, um, you know, world culture aspects to it. It's right. not just um, crazy revelry uh, going down in New Orleans. So, yeah, it's just so much fun to take these various events and weave them into our homeschooling. And your kids will start to get, you know, real excited. Like I put up a calendar every month. Um, I have a giant school size calendar in my hallway. And at the beginning of the month, I start putting it up and I have uh, like I have a professional calendar set that people use in schools. And I start putting these holidays and things on. And my son will say, well, hey, what is that? Mm-hmm. And I'll say, oh, it's this thing. And he's like, what are we going to do for it? You know, so it builds excitement and it builds interest. And when they get up in the morning, like he is really good with the days of the week and the calendar and all that, because we've been doing this for a couple of years now he's just really interested and he has his own calendar. So it it also helps your kids learn calendar skills. Oh, absolutely. And then the fun things that you do and the way you connect them to those holidays, those are like those hooks we build in for later learning. Then when you're studying a culture, they're like, Oh, Oh, is that why we did this? Or is that why 
Um, right. Had Mardi Gras or something like that. Yeah. So um, another thing that's not a holiday, but, you know, it happens every month is that we have a full moon and each month has a full moon name. So we just had January ended up um, and we it was the wolf moon. So my son and I went out and howled at the moon <laughs> in February. <laughs> yeah, we had. We had so much fun and running out there and howling. And we were listening uh, where we live. We've got coyotes around. So we were listening to hear um, coyotes because we don't have wolves here. Um, And then in February, the moon is the snow moon or the storm moon or the hunger moon, depending on uh, where you get your information. So um, that's a fun way to incorporate astronomy into your homeschooling. Well, it is. And then if you're a gardener, there are my brother-in-law was big on planting by whether it was a full moon or a half moon and all those phases of the moon. Mm-hmm. He had an amazing garden. So um, that was another that's another aspect. If you're going to study the moon and astronomy, you can tie that into to gardening as well. Yeah, really, if you just do all these things, you could almost make a whole curriculum out of these things. So that's the fun that we can have in February. Let's take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. When we get back, we'll take a wider view of the whole calendar. Our podcast today is sponsored by Transcript Maker. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts in the comfort of your own home. Well, today we're talking about holidays, but you don't have to wait until a holiday to get a great deal with Transcript Maker. No, you can you can get that 14-day free trial right now at www.transcriptmaker.com. And I am so glad that that's available year-round. Like, you know, anytime you realize that you need to start working on your transcript, mostly for your high schooler, but it's not a bad idea to practice with your junior high kiddo. Um, that's oh, yeah. available for us. Yeah, I recommend actually that people start doing a transcript in eighth grade, especially because a lot of eighth graders are pretty advanced and they might be taking a high school course. Um, And that will be something that a college would want to know if your child took a high school course in the eighth grade. I saw someone recently asking questions about, you know, they were going to start doing their transcript and did anyone have any suggestions? And I was really glad to see that someone knew about Transcript Maker. And then another one of my friends uh, mentioned that that's what they had used a few that's years ago. Fun. So that was really exciting. Yeah, so I'm glad to know that people have found Transcript Maker and they're not having to suffer through making an Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. or stressing over how to figure out GPA on their own. Transcript Maker does that all for you. Especially good for my math phobic friends. You can count me among those folks. <laughs> Right. That's a little overwhelming when you start trying to calculate weighted GPA and honors courses. And it's so nice just to have a program that'll do it for you. And we're happy to announce that you can now get 20% off your subscription by using our discount code HAPPY in all caps, H-A-P-P-Y, when you subscribe. Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts. All righty. Well, let's get back into talking about all the cool holidays we can use to make our homeschooling more interesting. Um, We're going to be talking about federal holidays and national holidays in this segment. And let's go ahead and talk about how you find those holidays and why you want to celebrate them. When you say federal holidays, I always think about the ones where it's a bank holiday or 
people are getting the day off. Every month, we generally would see what the holiday was for that month. I mean, it does seem like there's one every month. They're big ones, you know, Fourth of July, that's obvious. But there are other things in between that we always celebrated by decorating the house or changing the seasonal decorations and often a little side unit study. Right. Why would you say that it's important to incorporate holidays into your homeschooling? Well, for us um, in our family, they mark the passage of time. Every month has a different holiday. And that was one of the things that made last year so hard is that so many of our celebrations were shut down. So we didn't get to, you know, go and do fireworks on the 4th of July. And we didn't have just those big events that we usually do throughout the year. And so many of my friends were like, wait a minute, did three months just go by? What happened? I thought, you know, I thought that was the longest spring break ever. So <laughs> it was just, it That's seemed true. interminable. You know, we just, everybody stayed home for weeks and weeks on end without having that, you know, like Memorial Day barbecue and go to right. the beach or go to right. the lake. And then we would have, well, for us, we have birthdays, big birthday bashes all every month because there's a lot of people in my family and there's somebody's birthday or what more than one every month but it was those big community celebrations that we all participate in that we kind of missed out on and so for us it's really important to find some way to to mark to note those and for one small way we could do that at home since we were all at home Mm -hmm. was changing out the decorations and then that might I think that's one of the reasons why I had so many people start decorating for Christmas in October. They're like, they oh, just pulled sure. out. One friend of mine pulled out everything, October, November, and December. She put everything out. Oh, wow. And I think it's still out. She just said, I need something to cheer me up. These are things I like um, mm-hmm. all at once. And she didn't want to pull them out and put them back up every 30 days. And so that was her response to being locked in for so many sure. days. An interesting thing for us is that um, last year in March, I made these really fun little props for St. Patrick's Day, put them on these big um, sticks and you could hold them up to your face, kind of like like the photo props, you know, that are so popular at uh, weddings and things. And we went to see my mother and father-in-law. So we have some really fun pictures because they held them up and we took pictures. That was the last day that we saw them before our area went into a lockdown. And you're right, the holidays do help us to um, to see where we are in the year or where we are in the month and to interact with others. So then we had to get really intentional about how to use these holidays to, you know, to make our lives at home uh, more interesting and more fun. And so um, in March, you know, we've got St. Patrick's Day and that's a whole good learning experience and that's um sometimes you have um easter depending on where it falls and then we have also the spring equinox that we can celebrate in march daylight saving time comes back whether you like it or not it's always a valuable (laughs) discussion (laughs) about why we have it um you can learn about benjamin franklin and other things um watch national treasure that's just my personal favorite when daylight savings time comes. I like to watch National Treasure. Oh, that's a fun idea. I yeah. might not feel so uh, negative about daylight savings <laughs> time if I had something fun like that. Right, right. So the, the some of the things are going to be, like you said, on everybody's calendar. 
But then um, there are lots of other fun things going on. And sometimes I don't know about them until somebody pops it up on Facebook. And some of our calendars are really good about putting um, religious celebrations from many different religions. I love to incorporate other cultures, religions into our homeschooling. And there are many resources online that tell you about when these holidays are and information about them. And we'll have um, a link for those in the show notes. And you'll find a list of uh, many religious holidays. And I think that's also really a valuable learning experience is to learn about other people's religions and, you know, try some of their celebrations and learn about them. Right. But they're important and they were important for us because, like you just mentioned, most of our traditions have their roots in, in the church history somehow. And it's good to know why, why we're celebrating, why we're, why this tradition, what it means. Um, just fascinating to learn mm-hmm. that history. My husband's a big history buff. So at this point in time, my adult children are starting to tell those same stories and history to their own kids. And so it's like, oh, look, it did go in. And it was just a part of the fun that we had. It wasn't ever anything dry or interesting because he's a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. But just he to is. know, just to know the, the reasons behind your own family traditions. Like if you always cook a certain dish for a certain holiday. Why do you do that? Is mm-hmm. it just as great grandmother did, or does it have some tie to, you know, your background where your family immigrated from? And that's, it's just a really good idea to make the best use of all the little things in life that um, go into a learning lifestyle. Yeah. Otherwise the, your life is humdrum. Now, um, Another resource for finding these celebrations is nationaldaycalendar.com. And that is a really fun website. Um, You can also purchase a calendar from Amazon that's a national day calendar. And this is why we were wishing you all all those funny, happy this is and happy that's at the beginning of the podcast. Um, So you can go to any day of the year and you can find uh, some fun holidays like I somehow found out that one day was going to be national hot dog day. So I use that to plan a fun menu. Um, and again, these things, you know, you're going to eat dinner anyway, or you're going to have a dessert at some point. So why not tie it into a fun celebration? It just, oh, I love uh, that. And you cannot, that, that's one of those easy ways to have something fun, like national peppermint patty day. Cause I'm a big fan of those um, York peppermint patties. It's like, ah. Oh, this is my excuse to go eat them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so right. Now in April, we have a holiday that I'm not always as fond of. And that's April fool's day. Oh, oh man. <laughs> some years when my children were little, the April fool's hijinks got really old. <laughs> and um, we've got Earth Day in April, and we've got Arbor Day. What could be nicer than planting some trees? Um, oh, it's always important. And then mm-hmm. just to be outside and to talk about Earth Day and talk about being good stewards of the earth. And if you don't have your garden, you know, get out there and start it. It's a little bit late for our area, but things will still grow before the summer gets here. Mm-hmm. And um, this year, Easter is in the beginning of April for those of you who celebrate Easter. So you want to get a head start on that. Um, Nothing's worse than not planning ahead and going into the store and finding that all the chocolate bunnies are gone. Um, Of course, we we can have delivery now. So that might really be helpful. You can just order it all and have it delivered and put it aside until that day. 
And why do we color eggs? And what kind of Easter eggs? Have you ever seen those beautiful, I think they're Czechoslovakian? Pesenki uh, eggs, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, beautiful. gorgeous. I don't have the patience for that. But so many learning opportunities throughout the year. I mean, really, you could just about, um, and we have Ramadan that's in April this year. Um, I follow a really cool guy on um, YouTube. His name is Khalid Al-Amari, and he and his wife, they are so much fun. And I learned so much from watching his podcast, I mean, his YouTube channel um, about Ramadan and how they celebrate Ramadan. And um, just, I love learning about other cultures and other uh, ways that people live. And, you know, my son learns really well through videos. Um, so even though I try to like tamp down the screen time, I'm also trying to use screen time and holiday things to increase his learning. So oh, I think it's a good tie-in. Mm-hmm. And, and those holidays come around every year. And so just a little bit of knowledge or a story that you share each year over and over again builds a pretty good solid base over time. It does. And yeah, you, you, you put a little hook and then next year you hang something on it and next year you hang something on it. And then when your kids are, you know, little kids, you know, you have different kind of celebrations or different kind of information you share. And then as your kids get older, you know, they might want to do a community service around some of these holidays, um, you know, on, um, like Memorial Day or right on Memorial Day, maybe you go and you join a cemetery um, preservation society in cleaning a cemetery, or maybe on um, you know Valentine's Day uh, when we were in 4-H, we would make um, these little things for the trays for the the Meals on Wheels people, and for the people in our community who went to have a they have a senior like they used to have a senior lunch and they, the people would go, so we made things to give to other people uh, based around the holidays so that their holidays would be cheerful. I like that outward focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, a national dog day, you could do something for a local animal shelter. So, yeah. And so, you know, of course we're, we can't cover every single month, but just the highlights in May, I particularly like the month of May because my birthday's in May and we've got Cinco de Mayo and Mother's Day. And then there's Eid, um, which is the end of Ramadan. And then there's Armed Forces Day, which I think is a great time, again, for some kind of an outreach. Um, what about you, Melody? What are some holidays you really enjoy? Well, we like May for another reason. That's our anniversary month. But um, we like to Father's Day and Mother's Day, of course, May and June. And then we're big on Flag Day. We have a really large flag that we like to pull out for Flag Day every year. And um one of these days, we're going to have to find a scout troop to give it a, a send-off. It's getting a little bit tattered. Oh, sure. <laughs> we use it every year, but it's been good to, again, do some studying about not only our flag, but other flags and what colors mean and why they are designed the way they are. Um, of course, we're big on 4th of July because I love fireworks. And um, then we get around to August, and I'm coming up blank on, is there a federal holiday in August? You've got your calendar oh. there. Well, let me take a peek. Um, we usually just celebrate like the end of summer and the season because in, in September we our focus mm-hmm. turns to back to school and the sure. starts that off. But mm-hmm. 
we just tried every month to have some different focus for that month. And um, we might learn a little bit about it all month long. Right. Or we might do one big, you know, big old study. But, one um, of, yeah, I, I think that's that's super awesome because you don't have to make a big deal out of it to keep learning. One of the things I love is the seasons. So every first day of something, so the first day of summer, we always have s'mores and we light the fire pit. Unless it's raining, then we do indoor <laughs> s'mores. On the first day of spring, um, I try to do some kind of a celebration for that. The first day of fall, we I uh, think we might have a fire pit. Um, the first day of winter, you know, we try to do something to mark the seasons. We try to put an egg on its end for the, you know, equinox. in the spring yeah. mm -hmm, and for the equinox. And so the the seasons, while they're not holidays, they are another learning opportunity and another way to mark the passage of time. Thanks. So And each season does lend itself well to certain things. Like in the winter, we are inside more. And so often we'll do more of the like maybe research kind of things because we're mm -hmm. inside with our books or um, not outside as much as we are in the spring when we're so glad that spring finally comes around because we're tired of being in the house, go out and do all the outdoorsy things. So you're right. I agree. Seasons just help us watch the way that everything changes, the passage of time. Mm -hmm. You hear those predictable things. We always really look forward to seeing who could find the first robin in the spring and we would really watch for that first robin so just different oh, little ways fun. yes i've taught my son different things about the seasons um again for our listeners we're in texas so we have different seasonal plants and different animals that are in our area different times of the year and so one of the things that um, when we moved out to um, the country from where we had lived in the city uh, I saw a lot of plants changing and different animals. And so, you know, that's another way to incorporate seasons. What animals, what plants are there? Then you know when the seasons are because the seasons aren't really just a calendar date. They're a meteorological and natural cycle. Um, I'm sure we could talk for many more hours about the fun ways we use holidays and seasons to increase learning in our homeschool. Um, and I hope that you, our listeners, will add that to your homeschooling as well. We've talked about the month of February, all the fun things in it. We've talked about how to find the holidays, which will be in our show notes. And we want to hear from you. How do you incorporate holidays? And what are you doing in your homeschool to mark the, the days, the seasons, and the passage of time? At this time in our podcast, we usually answer a big question. Melody, what's our big question today? The big question seems to be, judging from things I've seen online, is uh, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Or maybe it's kind of that feeling of, am I doing this right? Because people are finding that the, the hustle and bustle of the holidays is wound down and we haven't really jumped into spring yet. So people are just wondering, you know, um, this has got, they've gotten to a point where things are a little easier. And they're wondering <laughs> if they're right. missing something. Like if the other shoe is about to drop. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, then I think the great thing about February is that we've gotten through the hustle and bustle of the holidays. And we've gotten through that hard restart back into school after a break. And we don't have to worry yet about what curriculum to buy for the 2021 2022 homeschool year. And we are not into, you know, all the wrapping up activities of finishing 
our study. So February is just kind of a month to just enjoy homeschooling. Right. Things just merrily roll along because you've, you've put in all the hard work to get your routine in place. At this point in the year, the kids are familiar with the format of your curriculum. Everybody knows what to do and you just jump in there and, and do it. And typically I found that February was a really nice, like you said, after we got started again, which was a little bit hard, it was just really nice to enjoy that homeschooling was working. Also, it's time to kind of start thinking about what was what would I want to change for the next year? Or if everything's working, then we'll just keep on going. But at this point in the year, I knew that if if something wasn't a good fit for us, it was obvious by now. Mm-hmm. And it was time to I could start looking at other things um, now. And it wasn't the night before the big book fair. Of course, now you can get things online whenever mm-hmm. you want to. It was just a really enjoyable peaceful time. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I know the first year when that happened, I thought, oh my goodness, um, am I supposed to be doing something? But now I've come to see February as a time to take some time for myself. You know, I might um, schedule myself a spa night and do, um, you know, facial treatments and foot treatments, or I might start a book that um, I've been putting off because there was too much going on. So it's a February is a good self-care month for home educators. You know, take some time to do something for yourself because there's nothing really big that you have to do. Uh, you're just going to keep, like you said, just keep rolling along. You've got the kids in a great routine, so you shouldn't have to keep recovering that ground of, nope, it's time to do school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just take some time and enjoy your, yourself in February. And then March, you know, You'll have to start getting busy again, uh, prepping and planning and getting into the finishing parts of your year. Right. Well, if you have homeschooling questions, please send them to us on Twitter at underscore homeschool pod. Or email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com. Or visit us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash happyhomeschoolpod. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Holly. I'm Melody. Happy Happy homeschooling. homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Holly Williams-Zerbaum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-host is Melody Gillum. This episode was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by the great Pangolin. You can find her music on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or as always, tell people about us. But first, Melody, what have you been up to since we visited last? Um, hang on. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs>